Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another discussion, a very thoughtful discussion today. I hope you're ready to get your minds blown, man. I tell you what. Come uh, on, John. I hope you guys are all washing your hands and your faces and not spreading uh, corona around, but spreading love and Jesus to everyone instead. I am joined by my co-host and friend, lead pastor of the Mountain Church, Samuel Goulet. Hey, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> Five seconds in, you pulled out a John Gruden. I, thought, I, was, I was more than that, man. It was like two seconds in. <laughs> John Gruden recruiting Donald Trump to be his quarterback. Go. Hey, I tell you what, Donnie, you, uh, uh, I know you're a tough guy. You're you're tall and you've got, I know you're built like a linebacker, but I'd love to have you drop back and throw a few passes. I don't do that. No, I am. I am more suited for the upper office. Okay. I am. I am the greatest. I would be, first of all, I would be the greatest quarterback. <laughs> In all of football game, okay? In all of the game of football, I would be the greatest quarterback. You guys can't see him, but he has his ever, Trump hands Oh, yeah, Donald ever Trump hands. Ever on the face of the earth. So, <laughs> and, the, and the lips. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking to make money, okay? Money is the key. Hey, man, you'll make some money, but not the money I want, okay? That's just not... All right, Donald, well, I, I mean, the offer is on the table, but I'm going to own the Raiders by the end of this, Okay. I'll be the, the Raiders will be the greatest organization when I come around here. Make the Raiders great again. Okay. John Donald, it was great having you on the podcast. Thank I'm better you. than you. I'm better than everybody. Stop. Oh, man, that guy's crazy, man. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. This is QB in, Corner. I'm heading out of here, man. I'll talk to you later, guy. <laughs> oh, Don. That has to be some of my favorite. Don's voices and his impressions. There are certain ones that I always ask him to do for me because they are just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and for the voice that you're hearing, that is Jessica Goulet, Samuel's Hi. wife. And our friend and our guest on thanks the show. Thanks for having me today, guys. You're welcome. This thanks exciting. for Thanks for carving this time out for us. I know you're a very busy young lady. That is true. Yeah. Taking care yes. of four kids by yourself. Are we still are we still young, <laughs> Jess and I? We're both 31 years old. Yeah. Well, well, actually, my child. Okay, so Brixton, my five-year-old, Jessica's the not other day, anymore. he looked she at me. The 31. Yes, I know. I am 32 now. Yep. I, I did just tell someone that today, and it was yep. interesting. I wanted to like have them guess my age, but there, I've got so many kids, and there's so much going on in my yeah. life that you really can't think I'm only in my early 20s anymore. Right. It's an interesting. But thing. somebody ran into you. They're for sure thinking 20s, right? I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah. in Brixton, okay, my five-year-old, my oldest, the other day he looked at me and he said, Mommy, when did you stop growing? Because I am 5'1". Growing? <laughs> growing. Oh, I thought you said growing. <laughs> I was like, Mom, he said, stop? Mommy, I when growing did a while you stop growing? <laughs> I quit growing a while ago, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also said... Are you really young because you're so tiny? <laughs> and I said, "Yes, son, that is true." That For is those true. of you so who true. have never met Jess or seen Jess, she's four eight. Still- she's four <laughs> and sixty-seven. I am pa- hobbit size and sixty-seven pounds. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm shrinking by the moment here. She has hairy feet, and she loves Sam. <laughs> Sam. Sam Wise. Sam Wise. <laughs> I may not be able to carry the ring, but I'll but I'll carry you. <laughs> But I sure can carry you. Well, Potatoes. <laughs> Boil them. Mash them. Put them in a stew. It's for Christian Patero right if there. If you can't tell, that nah, we've man. all been friends Rest for a long peace. time. Yeah, this is we great. Have we we have been friends for a long time. I was your guys' roommate for a little while. 
practically practically living at the house uh, on denver sky every day Yep. Nope. That was a little sad, huh? It's good that No. What? No, no. Why no, was it sad? Great. It wasn't sad. We loved <laughs> no. we loved having no, 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 no. you, John. You said sad. Why? No, no. We loved having you, man. It was great. We love seeing that you have got a wonderful life with a wonderful wife. Yes, we love a, seeing that you have a life now. A wonderful little that son. You have a wonderful life. With a new boy <laughs> on the way. We cannot wait. It's not to see your life flourish. Yeah, that's great. Those weren't <laughs> sad moments for me. Those were the places where I ex- I escaped sadness. Those were, going yes. to your house was yes. like like getting away from sadness. Yes, and we felt the same way. We never thought to ourselves, "Man, we got to get this guy a wife and a kid." <laughs> we never ever thought that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Only once when you were eating my summer sausage <laughs> by the loaf. This is this is a great story. Samuel had bought. It's not a great story. I apparently this, <laughs> I walked downstairs to you eating an entire summer sausage. But I didn't realize that it was it was covered in gold leaf, and he got it at <laughs> Apple. I don't know. It was Apple summer sausage. Apple branding summer sausage. And as a joke, I was eating the whole thing, and I looked at Sam, and he was like, "Dude, that costs money." He's <laughs> like, "I was like, oh." Sorry, and I wanted to like spit it out and mush it back into the sausage <laughs> oh to make it like better again. But it, at that point, it was delicious, though. I got to tell you, it yes, was good. It those was are traditions good. every Thanksgiving. It was good. Yep. <laughs> those were our traditions for sure. And now we're excited that you have your own. <laughs> <laughs> we love Don. Absolutely. Oh man, Samuel, how's climbing going, buddy? Man, it's going really well. It's I'm about a month in to changing my lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and luckily my family's been able to come along with me on this. We have uh, lots of adventures, and we've gone on a lot of adventures. It's lots actually been of, really fun, right? Really long hikes yep. that were possibly too long for four small children. Yep, but totally. we learned through endurance. Those. We learned endurance. It actually authentically has been really fun. Yeah, it has been. I just got my climbing shoes in. I have yet to try them out. It's funny. Yep. We have this whole lifestyle, but I still haven't even climbed yet. We're going. <laughs> my kids are climbing. We're going Friday. Oh. Yeah. yeah. come? Really? No, you're not inviting. I have to get the details on that. Yeah, we're going to flash some boulders, guy. Yeah, man. Uh, freaking A, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so glad that Samuel is... Finding his identity in other things other than Jesus, but (laughs) (laughs) something new every few months. (laughs) And Samuel, you have been committed to this, have you not? Yes. And that's what I want to segue into. Commitment. Our topic today. Commitment. See what I did there? I love it. Yes, we did. Good job. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, So, (laughs) so I, I was asking Jess before she came on. Was there anything on her heart that she would want to talk about while? She was on the show, and you want to kind of just give like a rough, rough draft sure. or a, a brief summary on what you were kind of hearing and all that sure. stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, this morning I just kind of had a rush of like just thoughts and revelation. I think I, I think a lot. I'll <laughs> sometimes I won't be on my phone or like watching something or doing something like that because I'll just be thinking because the, just stuff comes rushing into my mind, and I, I just. It'll just puzzle me, and I'll want to kind of, I don't know, see what God thinks about it, too. And, all the and then voices. It, and then <laughs> all the voices. <laughs> but um, but you know what? I think I was, I was thinking about my life right now, and um, I'm at home part of the time, and then I'm in ministry part of the time. Wonderful husband. And yes, I've got an incredible husband. 
and just community and friends and family and all of that. But sometimes it does get a little bit crazy. And I think I am in the midst of trying to kind of figure out, okay, four kids, five and under, homeschooling, ministry. Um, and I think sometimes um, we kind of wait for things to be perfect to go on our next venture or we wait for everything to be organized or everything in my house to be clean. I mean, there'll just be different things where, um, it made me think of just how we, people might live a Christian life at times. They might, well, you know, I'll really jump in all the way when this happens or when that happens. And it almost made me think of like the, um, the phrase fair weather Christian, like once everything aligns, once everything's right, once everything's perfect, very much living your life could it could just become about the circumstances that you're in and not what is at the heart and the base of your commitment. And it made me even think about Jesus and all the different seasons that he had. Um, he was baptized. He walked through temptations. He performed miracles. He slept through storms. He, you know, there was Palm Sunday where, Sunday where he came riding out on the donkey. Then there was the Garden of Gethsemane. I mean, the, all these different seasons. And he was having probably a huge, wide array of emotions, of feelings about these things, of highs and lows. I mean, he was still man while he was God. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that, too. They forget the, the idea that this guy was actually a man. I mean, in the garden, before he died, he actually sweat. He sweated blood because he was so scared. Like, that's a yeah. very real feeling. Well, and I think it helps for us to sometimes be reminded that he had to keep his commitment to what he was here for, for what his father had laid out for him to accomplish and to do and, and, and how to, you know, just point everyone back to him, his direction, so that, you know, that chasm could be bridged for us to be, you know, back with our father. And But, um, yeah, I think that just thinking the fact, thinking, thinking through those thoughts that he was in so many different circumstances, and it probably... You know, sometimes maybe it felt like, wow, this is really great and this feels good. But other times I'm sure it felt nothing even close to that. It felt like, gosh, is this really what you have, you know, laid out for me to do, God? And yeah. I think sometimes in our own lives, maybe we even feel like that or think about that. Like, is this, this is a lot of work or this is, this is really hard or this is frustrating or, um, you know, we might feel like giving up. Yeah, fair weather is a really great phrase I think to even create a symbol around what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 And um, when when we think of that fair weather, it's you do something based on the weather or you don't do something based on the weather. It's that simple of a notion. I played an indoor sport for most of my life, basketball. So there wasn't really ever a consideration over sport. But even in, as a climber now, uh, there's weather. a yeah. consideration over weather. Even at one point, they're saying that basically boulders and climbing shoes were designed to climb at 68 degrees mm -hmm, Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. And the stickiness of the rock and the rock responds best when it's colder. So you'll even see these pro climbers. That makes sense. Yeah, when mm -hmm. they climb because the, the rock doesn't sweat or the, the right. different things like that. And so that's really interesting, right, that there's like a weather impact on it. Mm -hmm. I think when we're talking about this, whatever it is that you're pursuing, whether it is like growth in Jesus or growth in anything, mm -hmm. yep. if you are deterred by, pushed back by, discouraged by the atmosphere and the weather, then I think that there's some issues to work through in character. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What does that look like 
for somebody to work out their character to endure and grow no matter what the atmosphere is? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think when I was thinking, because I was thinking about Jesus and how he wasn't, oh, and I think, oh, to go back, um, on Sunday, you very much drew the the need for biblical truth is in the Bible, and then also the Word of God, which things that he tells you, revelations that he shares with you, the prophetic, all of those things, and how those are married um, so well. And so, um, and also looking into the Word for these experiences, these stories, these journeys that people went on, and how we can so often see our lives played out in some of those stories and in Jesus' experiences. We can, it, it makes it feel more real in a way. It's like, this living, breathing person that went through these things, just how we are going through other things. But you can, I don't know, I like that parallel, um, you know, that conclusion to draw. But um, Jesus wasn't in or out based on his circumstances. And we can see so many different circumstances that he was in. And to me, I think that his commitment was what really stood out to me. Um, And then I know you were also talking about character you know, character details, but, um, I just think that like his grit paired with, uh, paired with his compassion, there was just this drive in him that he was looking at the future, that he was seeing what he was doing in the now. It could be endured. It could be, um, championed to see what, like in the Bible, what glory lies before us or what joys are in the morning. And so... That so, you, sense you, to me. so you think that developing the character to endure and to grow no matter what the environment looks like, having an eye on what will be on the other end? Yeah, I think that the commitment was what really stood out to me that I think really whatever area of life you're in um, or whatever it is you're trying to endure, finding what is it that you're doing it for. So I guess you could say the why, but then... You have to have a commitment to that why. Um, And so the commitment, I think, is what really, really stood out to me, like peeling back all the layers, like what's at the heart of it? Yeah. But how do you think somebody develops that kind of character to stay committed? So they've identified where they're going and what they want to do, and they're trying not to be fair weather Mm -hmm. and trying to endure and grow no matter what the weather. Well, I think on a practical level, surrounding yourself with people who are committed and being you know other climbers yeah so being around other climbers probably helps you want to go to a v4 and flash that thing as best as possible right just climbing jargon guys but <laughs> you know it, Dad. you know if you if you want to be you know like hey i, I want to have I, I think being around people that are that have gone through or are going through or have seen things like hey like come be with me come come hang out with me we can get you going. We can work on your character and how you develop these things. I always think that, you know, like it says in Proverbs, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's like my motto in life with everything that I do when it comes to wanting to give. My whole goal is giving to people. And I think it comes from my improv background is my job is to make the people around me look good. Yeah. That's always been my, at times, a flaw. But it's something that I, I live for. It's actually that, that that's the thing that you know gives me life is seeing others do well and be well. 
no matter where they're at, like, hey, how can I partner with you? How can we do this together? Hey, I might not have time to do this right now, but I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that this is what you need or somewhere in the steps that you can help get you or get you the help that you actually need. Hmm. Interesting. So the other people around you. I think also, um, cause I know, okay. For example, um, my kids were, uh, all ready for bed and they're little jammies sitting on the couch the other night watching a TV show before bedtime. And there were still a lot of things that needed to be done in the kitchen and I started to unload the dishwasher, and I'm thinking, oh, this would be a perfect time for me to catch up a little bit on these things. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at all those little nuggets sitting on the couch, mm-hmm. I thought, what am I going to remember in 20 years or in five years when they were all these, you know, five and under? Doing the dishes. <laughs> am I going to remember? <laughs> Doing their laundry. <laughs> that there was a lot to catch up on. Am I going to remember this time that I'm cuddling with them on the couch when I'm yeah. spending this precious time that will not be here? The dishes will always be there. Yeah. And so I think that having... <laughs> Literally. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, God. Stings up the house. We, well, but we're happy. Uh, we're all but, um, love each other. And all that to say, that example, I think having an eternal mindset, having the mindset of what really is eternal, what really is, um, what is that thing that is going to last far beyond this current hardship or this current, um, um, gosh, what's the word? Just trials hardships yeah exactly yeah exactly so the the this perspective that's not just now based but if i keep doing the right thing have the character to continue to stay in this spot that is right Mm -hmm. continue to do what is right even though the outcome isn't good the atmosphere isn't good there will be a reward or a destination that's worth it Mm -hmm. down the line this will Mm -hmm. be worth it i think yeah i think that perspective that's actually been a huge thing for me this year someone asked me at the very beginning of the year what I felt like God kind of speaking, what I felt like he was doing. And I was like, I haven't even had time to ask him yet. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized kind of <laughs> maybe that was like, that was a few days into the new year. Yeah. I was just like, just give me a second. Okay. Just give me a second. <laughs> just give me a second. And so, but, but I think by the, like by the time February rolled around and it was yeah. this perspective, like renewing my perspective, getting a different, a different level, a different elevation of uh, what, what, cause I think I can get really stuck into seeing sometimes what is in the now, what do I need to do? What's, what's the checklist? Yeah, what's in front of me? Yeah. But I think expanding your vision and your view of what's going to mean something years down the line, what is going to be something that has true value that yeah. lasts. Yeah. And so that eternal perspective that is hugely pivotal in the commitment yeah. that it takes to, so the grit, the compassion, but in a, and the iron sharpens iron, you know, surrounding yourself. Do you, ever, you know. do you ever just look at the dishes and think it would be better to throw it away? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I, it would be just better if my house burned down. No, I'm I've, just kidding. I've, I've done that with a few <laughs> dishes. <laughs> just my home. Just walk out. I've done that with a few dishes. <laughs> I thought, there's no way of salvaging this. There's there's absolutely no way of salvaging <laughs> this. Where that's been in the car I can't believe we oh, let, I can't believe we let oatmeal. <laughs> it's so weird. After two days of oatmeal not being cleaned from your child's bowl, yep. it turns into concrete for whatever reason. <laughs> the concrete. <laughs> you're like, the concrete companies like, know that. What is happening right now? Concrete alternative. I need oatmeal. to fix my sink. 
Put some oatmeal on it. Put some oatmeal on it. <laughs> Get a hair dryer to that thing. You'll be good to go. Here we go. Budget concrete. That's amazing. That no, it's true. Weird. There, There is that reality, right? Yep. Where we get this, the story of Mary and Martha is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Where Mary valued being with Jesus and spending yeah. time with him, relationship building. And then Martha was like, man, we got things to do. Yep. We've got a role to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And that tension is real in there. And I always thought, I honestly always thought people did it uh, an, a, a disservice to themselves because they didn't truly... Uh, like empathize with Martha or see themselves in Martha. Martha, mm-hmm. you're in the picture. Right? Because everyone's <laughs> like, oh, obviously Mary was right. Like She's the one who had the big picture perspective. Right. But the reality is, is the dishes oh, yeah. need to get stink. done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so, there's so many reasons of why we need to be Martha's in our minds if you're just looking at what's in front of you. Well, no, and the, the tension between Martha's mentality, which is get it done, mm-hmm. and Mary's mentality, which was build relationship, mm-hmm. the tension is supposed to be there because it's supposed to create a balance and refine us. Yeah, that's good. So if somebody is just like incredibly relational and, and is incredibly lazy... <laughs> Right? Like yeah, there's a totally. problem in their life. Yeah. Their character yeah. is not where it should be. But if somebody is incredibly hardworking and has zero relationship, relationship connection, yep. there's something yeah. incredibly wrong. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's probably the, the part of this tension that we don't give a good enough room to breathe. We just villainize the, the doer in us. We just like bully it. Say, like, you're bad. And we hate ourselves mm-hmm. because we, we just are bad driven. About it. How did yeah. we get here? I think we're not present. When we let that doer drive us, I mm-hmm. think it, we don't like it because we disconnect from really valuable, rich things. Yeah. So I don't advise letting the doer in us drive us. I think that's a real, real troubling peace loss, connections lost place. Yeah. But I think you can be present, value relationship, and work hard. I think you can do all those mm-hmm. things at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do it? It's always finding that happy medium. Who said I do it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think even like talking about it, discussing it, allowing people that we love to discuss it with us, always finding that that happy medium and, and really just allowing people to be present in our lives. Happy um, medium would be a great company name. <laughs> Don't you be, think? That'd be a good one. It, it would have to be like a very like uh, like balancey, earthy place. Yeah. Happy medium. Don't you think? <laughs> I think it'd be a good book on marriage. No. <laughs> <laughs> Happy medium. Uh, well, and I, I think also, I mean, what we were talking about before, I think taking daily, taking the time or even just a second to think about something in a different way, in a different light, taking... Yeah. You know, a perspective shift um, can be very helpful in figuring out what whether we're committed to something. I mean, to bring it back to what are some things that you guys have shifted your perspectives on? Hmm. I used to think Donovan coming over every day was a good thing. You know what I mean? Then it turned, in your words, sad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I, some some in perspective that I changed. Yeah. Hmm. I think I changed my perspective. Let, let me of, be more specific. More uh, your perspective on approaching uh, and being committed to people in relationship. Hmm. Wow. 
That's a great question. It is. I think that what's interesting is that I am committed to my kids, but I think ambition and motivation will continually dislodge being present in those spaces. Mm -hmm. So I think I've had to like repent and change my, my mindset like seven times while being a dad. Like legitimately like I'm, I'm, I'm missing this because I'm driven Mm -hmm. and shifting my mind and making different decisions and and doing different things with my schedule and being very realistic in my, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to work that many hours a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to spend time with my family. I'm going to be present with them. And I've had to change my mind and repent, shift, Probably mm-hmm. well, seven big times. If I may pat you on the back, you do a really good. Both of you do a really good job. If you guys knew these guys' schedules, you would know that they they work really really hard at making this community what it is. But they also really really love their family, mm-hmm. and it's actually really really cool to see. It's been very very cool to see. And, and that is the juggle at times. You were gonna say something, baby. That's the juggle, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to say no to real progress. Hmm. <laughs> that's the reality like that's people like oh it won't hurt you but actually you spend <sighs> 10 less hours a week mm-hmm. working on your church you'll have probably about 10 less hours of it being advanced yeah. your business same thing your dot 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 fill in the blank and you look at it and you can't really say no actually it doesn't hurt you to, to not work 90 hours a week on that thing which you want to build if you work 70 versus 90, it probably is a loss. Uh, you could work smarter, not harder, and things like that. But still, still working 90 smart hours versus 70 smart hours, 90 mm-hmm. is better. So then this yeah. becomes the, the question of what, are we, what, what do we value the most that we're committed to? And is, and is, what, we're, is what we value... Good. The right, right thing. Is, is it the, the right, right thing? thing to value? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I can just look at being a mom, of course, there's the ministry aspect. You know, I've got a limited, a very limited amount of time that I can pour into the ministry, pour into whatever part of it I'm working that week. Uh, And oftentimes I'll be leaving thinking, I don't have enough time to work. I don't have enough hours. How am I supposed to make this happen? How am I supposed to get this done? Magic. And then, yes. And then at home, I'll look around at everything that needs to be done because I like to be a very strategic person. Like if I'm going upstairs, I try to grab every little thing on the floor downstairs that needs to go upstairs so I don't have to run up and down over and over again. I try to be strategic. And I also love the feeling of getting things done. I'm probably... You know, just being productive, that feels so good, especially when I see all these things around me that need to get done. And I think sometimes it can just, I mean, I will get completely overwhelmed by it all because I know if I'm going to also be a mom that is going to, you know, dance with the kids to music or sing with them or, you know, climb their rock wall with them in their room. Oh, and also homeschool Brixton two days a week. I have had to let a lot go. And I'm in the process of that still because that is just, oh, looking at things over and over again that I need to get done that haven't gotten done. (laughs) It can be painful. (laughs) It can just be, it can just be, you just feel like, okay, well, I'm failing at this over here, but what am I championing what am i really you know hitting the ball out of the park yeah there was uh, somebody i was talking to 
a few years ago and they were talking to me. This is like when I was stepping into ministry, they talked to me about kingdom mentality versus family mentality. Yeah. And like what you decide to commit to will determine like how things are going to, it may or may not go for you. And I forget Mm -hmm. who it was or where I heard this somewhere, but they were saying like kingdom mentality was like for the kingdom and for the, for the glory. Amen. Like it's going to take copious amounts of sacrifice and you're not going to see your family at times because the kingdom is what's supposed Mm -hmm. to be driven here. Like Mm -hmm. ministry first, ministry first before family and all that stuff. And then there's the family mentality, which is like, well, yes, ministry is important, but the most important thing to your ministry is like your most important ministry that you minister is your family. And I think we've seen that in different cultures and have experienced that in different cultures. So what, what do you, what do you guys think? I know that for us here at the mountain, I can't think of anything other than what we do is like family here. I'm definitely mm-hmm. ministry yeah. first and sacrifice my family. That's no, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were like, huh. like, like the little <laughs> the, dog, the dog with the head sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's sad that you guys didn't automatically know I was joking. <laughs> it took a second for it to actually go through my ears and in. into my brain. And then I was like, wait, wait a second. What's happening? I knew he was going straight to a joke. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew you were going straight you to a joke. So yeah. I, was, yeah. I didn't but see I, your face. I, I think yeah. what's interesting is, and definitely we're, we're family first, right? Yeah. Like it's even biblical in my perspective. If yeah, in the Bible it talks about if your family and your house isn't in order, then you're not qualified for leadership in a church. So I, I see that as being a biblical standard. That yeah. Your family is your first quote unquote ministry. Mm-hmm. It's your first priority. Well, I think that the rest of the ministry flows out of Great the family. health of your family. Yeah. And I think that you can even bring a lot of family traditions that you have in your home into the ministry and into a church. And it's almost like you're just welcoming them into your actual family. That's what I feel like I've experienced at the mountain, even just little traditions, uh, things that we... Uh, that we call out in our ki- in our own kids and our four kids, yeah. we're bringing into mountain kids, and we're wanting to bring that into you know baby dedications, for example. Yeah, yeah. Things and like I got that. I got really excited because we I don't know if this is our second annual Easter at the park or yes, the third, it is. yeah, second. so the second one. We we're looking over the graphics and we're getting them printed for you know for so- soon, and uh, I just thought like oh my gosh, I remember the like the first one and how much fun it was. So much. There fun. was yeah. like. And there was a ton of people there and it was like, it was just so much fun. I was like, there's no, there's no like striving here. I don't know. Cause it's a park. It's eating with your kids, bouncing on bounce house. Everyone bringing sides and enjoying. I wasn't trying to like, it didn't feel like an event. It didn't feel like a quote unquote church event. Yeah. I felt like I was going to the park with a bunch of people that I really, really love. Yeah, no. And it's, and it's the family element of it. But I think a really great exercise for somebody is that we we're you gotta learn to take an L. Like you really do. Leadership. Well, you yeah. Because <laughs> if you're gonna take a, a W in your priorities, yeah, you're gonna take an L in something that's not a priority. And sometimes somebody can't handle that. But yeah, a really hard, great though. way to gain in the ways that you're committed to is to learn to lose in the areas you're not. It's to gain with Jesus is to lose in this world, to lose in this world, or to gain in the world is to lose with Jesus. It talks about in the Bible. So I think that people don't typically count the the loss and go, okay, yes, very well, when they go to win. Wow. 
Yeah, it's true. Well, and if you think about Jesus's life, he came in a totally different way than anyone think he would thought he would come. They thought he's going to take take the government by the reins. He's going to yeah. come as a king. Yeah. Everything is flipped in the kingdom of God, and he came in such a humble way. I mean. For people who didn't know him or didn't hear him, it probably looked like a loss almost. Like, wait, he says, that's the Messiah over there? Like, yeah. it looks completely different than what people thought it would look like. Yeah. And sometimes our wins are going to look totally different or our losses are going to look totally different than what we were thinking. Right. So I think to me, I am still walking through and trying to figure out, is there a way that it ever gets easier <laughs> or is it just an everyday just life in general it's it's an everyday picking up your cross and you know re, re looking over your life and figuring out what are the priorities what is the commitment what is it that is eternal and in years to come what am i going to look back on and see so much more um, just, just see the value in that as opposed to value that I thought was in other places, but isn't fully there or isn't really what's going to last yeah. stand the test of time. Yeah. It's beautiful. You're all are beautiful. You're beautiful. So wait, did we go off on a tangent there? Did no, no, I don't think so okay, at all. Good. I love it. She's talking, she talks about being organized and da 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 but she doesn't realize that this podcast is like, we're just all talking. Organic. It's natural. Hey. You let it flow. This is the conversation I of life. Love. Well, but see, my conversations normally are so many rabbit trails and I'm all over the place and I love it. But if you're trying to stick to a schedule sometimes. Like the rabbit trails are the beautiful good, trails. Good. Yeah, I those love are the trails we love. Trails. And then Mike and Janet, Chloe and the trail family. Yeah. <laughs> we love those trails too. It's a family at our church. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Well, we're at a time here. Um, this was fun. Jess, a.k.a. Jemmy. Yes, Donnie. Thanks for being Jimmy, here with Jimmy, us. Jimmy, Jim. Thanks, Donnie. We love you. Samuel. Hey, buddy, man. I love you. You are so handsome. I love you. You are so beautiful. <laughs> I love you so much. Hey, man. I'm stoned back, man. What are you doing here? Hey, John, what are you doing, man? Good to see you, John. I came back, man. I came back, and I'm back with a vengeance. Why did you... Wait a second. I came back, too. Okay. <laughs> you forgot about me, and that's a problem. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Well, anyway, oh, yeah. it's a crowded podcast today. This is good. For the Mountain Podcast, I'm Donovan. I'm Samuel. I'm and, John. And, I'm, and Jessica. I'm John Gruden. <laughs> I'm Donna Jum. Talk to you guys next time. Zoobie, zoobie, zoo, zoobie, zoo, zoobie, zoo. Love with Debbie.